Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us at the ASCM New York City Long Island Forum Presents podcast show. In part of our efforts to bring our members and listeners, both professional and students, more and timely information in networking and education, we are proud to be able to bring this five-episode series on career development. I'm Bernita McGoldrick, the Vice President of ASCM New York City Long Island Forum, and I'll be your host today for this event. First in the series was interviewing skills. Second is getting the job. Third, keeping the job. Fourth, leadership skills. And fifth, respect in the workplace. Our podcast series is sponsored by Portnoy Messenger Pearl and Associates. Today's discussion will be our second installation called Getting the Job. Let's introduce our panelists. Rita DeStefano, Director of HR Consulting at Portnoy Messenger Pearl and Associates. She's also on the ASEM New York City Long Island Board of Directors, Director of Career Services. We have Christine Whitnaven, PHR Sherm CP. She's the HR Director at Silverman Acampora. And we have Marty Palizzi, long, long time Apex ASEM Board member and contributor in supply chain. He's also the retired Director of Sales at UPS and now on the Board of Directors for ASCM. He's on the Committee for Program Development for New York City and Long Island. Welcome all. First, we're going to start out with a short reprisal of some of the items discussed in video one, the interview. Rita, let me ask you first, what is your advice for how can an interviewer, interviewee, a job seeker for a one-on-one -on -one interview, be it remote or in person? Thank you, Bernita. Thank you for inviting me today, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, an interview can be one of the most stressful times uh, of the day, of the week. Um, no one really enjoys thinking about it. But the one thing I like to um, suggest to the people who are going into an interview, and I have had many of them, I'm sitting on the opposite end of the desk, be yourself, take a deep breath, try to relax, and start the interview with some knowledge. Try very hard. Uh, to know a little bit about the company, it is not difficult today to get on the computer and research the name of the company you're going to be interviewing with. And an interviewer is always impressed with what you may know about the company, the departments, the product, what they're doing, and how you can play a part in growing that company or the product. Uh, what what led you to be an engineer, a, 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 a social media expert? What were the things in life that led you to this spot? How, how did you get there? If you're a young person coming in as an intern, you may think you have no experience, but you do. Uh, talking about some of the projects you did in school, some of the activities that you were involved with, says a lot about who you are and, and, and what you can project to be for the company. So research the company. Now, in this day and age, we have remote and we have in-person. Uh, remote has brought in a completely different way of interviewing to corporations today. So one of the things that I have noticed in interviewing people is that they come to a Zoom such as this one. And I need to tell you, we were very cognizant of what's going on behind us before we got on to this. You should be as well. You should notice what's in your background. I have interviewed people that have been in bed and had their laptop on their stomach. Uh, not a good thing. Or had some maybe jeans or something hanging behind them in a closet 
or an open door with with clients. It's not, you get the idea, not a good idea to have not a good professional background. If you're going to an interview, I realize in my day, a shirt and tie and a suit was appropriate. Uh, it's a little more relaxed today, but you should show up in a clean outfit and ready to look professional and be professional and talk professional because the way you look is the way you are giving an impression to the person. So the dress code is very, very important. And your background is very important. Talking about experience and, and, and knowing what the company is about and how you think you can help grow that department that you fear an engineer or whatever. So be aware of your surroundings, be aware of the company and be aware of the fact that you have value and go in with confidence. That's the best thing. That's the best word I can offer, Anita. Wow, that's great advice. Uh, whether they're a new person who's coming into the workforce for the first time or someone who has some experience but has never done a remote job interview before. Great advice. Uh, what questions should a job seeker avoid asking or talking about on a first interview? Well, that's interesting. I think always asking about what what the products are, what what the projection of the company is, that's what you should talk about. Talking about benefits, vacation, PTO time, all of that should not, not be discussed on your first interview. It's important, we all need to know that, but get your foot in the door and know that you're there to make the impression on the interviewer. Um, asking about all of the things that are going to benefit you is probably not a good picture. Not that you don't need to know that and you will. Hopefully you'll get the second interview. Uh, the salary range was probably advertised uh, when you uh, applied for the job. So you have an idea of where you're going. You don't have specifics yet. So asking that question is really not appropriate in the first uh, interview. Uh, don't do that. Uh, you may or may not know whether the job is remote or virtual or on site. That could be something you might want to talk about, and probably the interviewer would say that too. So I guess what I'm saying here, Bernita, is ask about mostly what you can do for the company and what you have to offer. Anything they can do for you, save that for the second interview. Wow, that's great advice, Rita, and I appreciate that um, bringing that to the table. So let's move on to another part of the first interview video that we talked on. And Marty, I'm going to pivot to you. What type of interview questions should a candidate expect as they get further along in the interviewing process? Yeah, thanks, Bernie. I think that's the key, right, as you get further along the process. So this isn't your first interview with this particular employer or potential employer where it's general questions. This is more where you're meeting with a group of people it's sometimes called a panel interview. It's also given the name STAR interview. Oh, so okay. STAR being situation, task, action, result. And you're going to impose what's called common in the HR industry, the STAR model, right? So let's define what the STAR model is. It's, it's basically a framework that allows the candidate to tell a meaningful story about an experience they had. So for example, Tell me about a time where you had to solve a problem. So components of this story are going to be broken down into the acronym, right? So S, situation. That would just simply give the background. It's kind of like the where, when, what. Uh, it kind of sets the scene. The task is more about 
stating what the objective is. What was the hurdle that you had to overcome in the particular story? A, probably the most important, that would be the actions. So that would be the skills that you need. So think about all the skills that you had to use to resolve the challenge. It could be analytical skills, organizational skills, leadership skills, working in a team. The last component is the results. That would be the R. And think of the results in two parts. One would be the quantitative. So that's something that like a metrics, maybe you reduce cost or you grew revenue. And lastly would be the qualitative. That would be anything that you did maybe to build a relationship, um, teams that you worked in. So those are the two components in the results. And they're the most, it's typically the most memorable. People usually remember data points. So you wanna make sure that if you can, when you plan out your stories, that the results are measurable. Typically you get about three to five questions, star questions in an interview. So the key is, you know, how do you prepare for it? All right. Well, that's great. Um, Marty, just having that acronym to help organize your thinking and also as a reminder of, of thoughts that you want to bring to an interview are so important. And, um, you know, you're probably saving a preparer, uh, a job seeker, a lot of time in knowing what to say at an interview. So that's great. Now, how do you prepare the star responses for an interview? Great question. Uh, the simple answer is two documents. Uh, the first document I'm going to call a skill inventory list or a skills inventory list. Just picture like a Word document. And what you're going to do is you're going to brainstorm all the particular skills that you think that you legitimately have. So again, some examples that we mentioned earlier, analytical, listening skills, team building, leadership, kind of put them all out on one document. Once you have that, create your second document. I like to call it a star matrix. Put four headings on top of this second document, S for situation, T for task, A for action, and R for results. And then what you're going to do, ironically enough, is you're going to prepare your star matrix in reverse order. So the first thing is you're going to do is you're going to list all your positive results. These would be achievements, outcomes, any special products, promotion, if you're a student, um, maybe a class project, certificates. Plan out as many as you can, but no less than five. Once you have that R column completed, you're now going to go and you're going to um, Think about all of the A's or the actions or the skills. So again, think of those behaviors that you did to accomplish that particular result. Continuing to work right to left, you're gonna now list all your tasks. These are the things that you did for each one of your results, for each one of your individual stories. All of the different targets that you had to have per story. And last would be your tasks, this, excuse me, your situations. Again, these are the situations, the scenes that related to each story, They're usually very brief, but very specific. Um, remember now you wanna have one row for each situation. So again, as you prepare, you'll have a situation, task, action and result for each situation. Maybe you plan out five, six of these situations. And then lastly, you wanna practice telling the story, right? Wanna make sure that your stories go maybe five to seven minutes in length making sure that you don't, when you practice, that you don't go too fast because that's typically what happens 
is when you get on that interview, your adrenaline starts flowing and you might go too fast. So you want to practice with a certain cadence with each story that you tell. And probably the most important as you're, particip as you're practicing this is make sure you do it in front of someone that can solicit feedback. So as you repeat these stories in the practice form, that you can take that feedback, the behavioral feedback, and incorporate it into your stories. So that's the key, practicing it, doing the repetitions with the right cadence, and um, making sure that you're comfortable and come across as genuine at the time of the interview. So practicing the star model, preparing those two documents are the key. That's great. It, Marty, I, I can't say enough how much practice makes perfect. Um, so you've said it all. We've covered with Rita, we covered how to prepare for an interview mentally. We've now prepared the documents. Now we have that perfect resume. How do we get noticed? So re this next one is actually going to Christine. The way we find jobs is not like any other that we've had in our lifetimes um, as seasoned professionals. We relied on the newspaper um, a little known internet search engine called Career Builder or Monster to post resumes. And then also we relied on word of mouth and or just plain hitting the pavement. Now that we have a way, a, a host of ways of getting noticed, um, Christine, please describe ways that a candidate can use social media in their job search. You Hi, thank you. I do. I agree with your statement wholeheartedly. And social media has become an increasingly powerful tool for job seekers today, certainly in recent years. It offers numerous advantages that can be greatly enhancing your job search. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest are some of the social media platforms that are excellent for you to use. Here are some key ways in which social media can empower your job search. So one benefit of using social media in your job search is that it provides you with an expanded network. Social media platforms provide you with an opportunity to expand your professional network beyond the traditional boundaries. Platforms like LinkedIn, for instance, allow you to connect with professionals directly in your field of interest. I suggest that you join industry-specific groups and engage in conversations with potential employers and recruiters in those industries. This expanded network can expose you to new job opportunities. It can make you more visible online to those relevant industry contacts. For this reason, these platforms are excellent tools to showcase your values, your personality, your professionalism, what you're pursuing in your life, your experience, and certainly the skills that will make you uh, more um, visible to the recruiters. And you can see that you're a good fit to certain companies by allowing yourself uh, to showcase your talent on these different social media platforms. So while social media offers significant benefits uh, to job seekers, it is essential that you must make sure that the platforms are used strategically and professionally. Maintain a polished and consistent online presence. Be aware of what you share engaging meaningful conversations and demonstrate your expertise and professional. Overall, social media has transformed the job search process by expanding your network opportunities, providing direct access to your job listings and allowing you to build that strong personal brand. And embracing these platforms as part of your job search 
uh, can significantly enhance you getting the job. That's great advice. And all those platforms, I'm sure that some people are really good at that and some that could use some skill work on that, but there's always someone you can reach out to. Um, but my other question was, okay, so now we posted, mm -hmm. what about the flip side? Um, what are some of the job search strategies that we can use on social media after we've posted? So yes, first you want to optimize your social media profile. You want to make sure that your profile on LinkedIn, for instance, is complete and up to date. You know, you don't want old stuff on there. If you don't belong to a specific board anymore, or you're not um, at a, a specific community um, involvement, then, then don't post it. You don't want to see stuff that's outdated on your profile. So make sure your profile is up to date with respect to your, your skills, your experience, and your accomplishments. You know, make sure also that your profile consists of professional keywords and clear headlines to attract those recruiters and make it easier for them to find you. Because today, with our digital world, keywords are very essential because search engines are using, um, our employers are using these search engines to pick up these keywords. So it's very important that you think of those headlines and those keywords so that, you know, your profile is grabbed into that job market search. The next strategy I always tell people is follow company pages. Go to their actual official company pages, their, their websites that are that you're interested in working. You know, companies often post jobs to their company websites, and you want to make sure that your social media profiles are, are up to date so that you can attract these companies as well. Follow their pages and stay up to date with new job, job opportunities and engage with their content and demonstrate your interest. I also tell people to engage in industry-specific groups. Join relevant professional groups and platforms like LinkedIn or Facebook that are specific to your career interests. Participate actively in sharing your insights and asking questions and connecting with other professionals. This can help you expand your network and gain exposure to potential job leads. You also want to leverage the hashtag. Utilize industry-specific hashtags when searching for job opportunities or sharing your own content. Hashtags do make it easier for recruiters and hiring managers to discover your posts for you to find uh, job listings in your desired field. Examples of some posts are hashtag job opening, hashtag hiring, or industry-specific hashtags such as hashtag tech job or hashtag marketing careers. Engage with recruiters and industry professionals. Follow and connect with recruiters, HR professionals, and industry influences in your field. Engage with their contact by liking or commenting, commenting on uh, what they post so you could build relationships and stay on their radar. So when you're, when you're remembering to, to approach this, that your social media search has to be professional and authentic. Engage thoughtfully, contribute value, and build genuine relationships to maximize your chances of finding relevant job opportunities. Thank you for the opportunity to speak about the topic today. Wow. A lot of great advice. Um, I learned a few new things today that I did not know. And um, next time I run into somebody who's looking and we have that experience here at ASCM, I wanna turn it back to Rita. Um, so as the career development, career services uh, director here at ASCM, 
how can job seekers further advertise themselves? You're muted. Thank you, Benita, and I'm so glad that you asked that question. Um, in the and and Christine did an incredible job of uh, social media contacting, which is the way of the world today. There's no doubt about it, and it's not going away. But let's not forget in-person contact and how important that can still be. I, I cannot stress more that the people who are listening to this look for job fairs, local job fairs that are being run in their neighborhoods, in their schools. And that leads me for uh, to, to recommend highly that they get in touch with their local alumni situation. There's nothing better than rah, rah, you know, my, you graduated from my college. Let me see if I can help you. The alumni organizations are on Zoom, but they also have in-person meetings. You cannot replace that person-to-person -person contact. And somebody there might help you and place you far faster than any social media vehicle could possibly do. Don't forget networking. There are organizations all over Long Island that have committee meetings, that have uh, all kinds of functions. That's where you go and that's where you meet people. Don't be afraid to shake a hand. That's where you're going to spread yourself out. I always say to young people, well, I don't want to sit there because I don't know anybody at that table. Well, what I say is go to that table because when you leave, you'll know eight more people that you didn't know when you walked in. So you need to network yourself and don't forget friends and family. Um, you, your friends are working in companies or have a, a father or a mother who, who may know somebody that um, is in the engineering world or the marketing world or whatever. So I guess, Bernita, what I'm saying is bottom line, I know it's difficult for the young generation to put themselves out there because they really and truly, COVID has changed the landscape of everything. But let's not forget person to person is so important. So job fairs, alumni, networking, friends and family, get out there and sell yourself. But I'll end it the way I started it. Be yourself. That's great. All this great advice today. I want to thank Marty, Rita, and Christine for their time today to discuss the wonderful experience of getting the job. And with we have so much more that we could have discussed and we invite you to reach out to us through our careers page on nycli.ascm.org. That's one more time, nycli.ascm.org. See our services on our careers page. We're working to bring more videos to you and watch for the next one in our series, Keeping the Job. For now, this is Bernita McGoldrick of ASCM New York City, Long Island Presents our forum where we're dedicated to being the resource and supply chain education and networking to the professional and student. Thank you, Marty, Rita, and Christine.